Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. I'm Chris. I'm back here with Tim as a guest host yet again from the comfort of his home since we're doing this Skype thing. Um, make sure to go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of an agenda. A lot of trailer stuff came up, which I'm kind of surprised about. Some of them was a surprise. One of them we'll talk about. Um, so say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Um, so first we're going to talk about Bill and Ted face the music. Now, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I was kind of a little bit sad because Keanu looked a little haggard in the, um, the, 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 the videos. I think the trailers, because he's, we're so you see him as John Wick now with that scruffy little beard looking thingy. I think that makes it kind of, I don't know, a little, you expect a little bit different. Um, but I really enjoyed the trailer. I really enjoyed the concept. Um, I like the future versions of them of themselves in it because you couldn't even tell it was really them. So that was pretty awesome. Um, how, how did you feel about that trailer? I enjoyed it. Like, uh, you know, as you said before, kind of seeing Keanu Reeves, um, you know, he still has, I mean, both of them still have their mannerisms from Bill and Ted, obviously, because it's just them in the future. But every time you think of Bill and Ted and what they did two or three movies before, you want to see them as their younger version. Well, that's, you know, not possible. Um, but it, it is different now. Like you said, now I see Keanu Reeves as a John Wick. It's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's, it's Bill and Ted. Uh, but no, I, I enjoyed it and I like the whole aspect of it. And it'll be, uh, I like the premise of the movie uh, as well. So it'll be interesting to see um, once it gets released, uh, you know, how, how it does and uh, the reception that the audience gives it. Which I mean, I don't even know. Does it have a release date yet? I don't know. I don't know. Well, so the weird thing that's been happening lately with movies is they'll give you, um, like we talked about Tenet um, last episode, I believe, or a few episodes ago, and they're talking about it again. But I know that um, it's it's almost like they're they're delaying, but not delaying. Oh, so it says release date August twenty first. So I think that gives them a, enough time, maybe. Um, I am excited because the guy who played Death is playing Death in it again, which is William Sadler. So he was Death in the originals, and he's playing Death again. So that was kind of cool. You could bring something back like that, like they're they're, they're meeting back up with their their friends kind of thing. So um, I was really excited about that one. But the one that caught me off guard, and me and Tim were talking before we recorded, there's a trailer for a movie called Unhinged, and it stars Russell Crowe. Um, it all of a sudden just started popping up on Facebook ads. And I was like, wait, what is this? So I went down the rabbit hole and started watching it. And I was like, wow. Um, it, it's really weird to me. Cause I can't tell if Russell Crowe's trying to hide his accent or he's trying to play just a, a really mean and for a premise, um, I'll read from IMDB what it says. It says, uh, Academy Award winner Russell Crowe stars in Unhinged, a psychological thriller that takes something we've all experienced, road rage, to an unpredictable and terrifying conclusion. 
Uh, Rachel, who's played by Karen Pistorius, is running late getting to work when she crosses past a stranger, who's Crow, at a traffic light. Soon, Rachel finds herself and everyone she loves, the target of a man who feels invincible, is looking to make one last mark upon the world by teaching her a series of deadly lessons. What follows is a dangerous game of cat and mouse that proves you never know who you're driving next to. Um, Tim, you had a great comment about how we're, I'm surprised no one's done this before, which technically Joyride was something similar to this. Joyride was with Paul Walker, where he, where they're on the CB radio with Candy Cane, and they're all Candy Cane. He, he goes, Candy Cane, he's calling her, and they end up getting attacked because they're pretending to be a girl kind of thing. Um, but what I will say is, is Russell Crowe looks fantastic in this. Um, I don't know where I've seen the girl before. She looks a lot like a bunch of different actresses. So I was kind of like, oh, hey, you know, she looks familiar. Um, but just the graphics from the the trailer, it was just like you could feel suspense throughout the whole thing. Like you didn't know what to expect. And um, maybe that's the way they cut it. It made it feel like that. I'm not sure. But um, I'm really, 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 really excited to see this one. I might actually go out into the theater and see this one for sure because that's that's how much I really, really like the trailer. Um, what did you take away from it? Like you know, like you said, uh, you know, it's it's a good premise of a movie, and how you said it's really suspenseful. I mean, they did great with the different camera angles. I mean, because I mean, it's a guy road rage. So I mean, how are you going to film that? Because you got one car in front, you got one car in the back. So you know, it really kind of you know how how are you going to do that, but still get you know feel like you're there, uh, you know, in, in the, the trailer, they did a great job on it. Uh, really excited to see, you know, once again, how, um, you know, how the movie turns out. Um, and maybe there's a plot twist at the end. Who knows? It seems like it could be one of those movies too, where it leads you all the way up through it. Then at the end, boom, there's some type of twist or you think it could go this way, but it goes a different way. Um, no, I'm really excited for it and I'm glad, uh, you brought it to my attention. Cause like you said, I would have never known about it. And interesting thing about that is release date, July 1, 2020. Really? Yeah. Well, I just I, looked, I just looked that up. I've heard a lot of them. Uh, there's a few movies that are coming out, uh, July 1st. I think there's a big push, I think for that, for that 4th of July weekend, um, and what I, what I what I really appreciated about the the trailer was, while he does go like this as a deadly rampage, you who's going to be the bad guy? Like I mean, obviously he's the bad guy, but this woman cut him off. And if you watch the trailer, it doesn't spoil anything. And he flat out tells the kid, "I'm sure your mom was just an accident." And she was like, "No, it, no, it wasn't." He's like, well, maybe someone needs to teach you manners. Like, he's actually trying to teach the kid a lesson about being polite and not being, you know, rude or trying to cause an accident. So it's almost like, wait, is this going to be like Black Panther 2 or Black Panther where I'm siding with um, Michael B. Jordan's character of, uh, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. What's his name on that one? Michael G. Jordan is the bad guy in that one. Um, That's going to bother me now. but, uh, oh, Killmonger, Killmonger. Like, yeah. like the funny part about that movie is, is like Killmonger, his dad was killed. He was left to be an orphan. 
he he should have been taken and picked up and taken to Wakanda, and everyone's like hating on him why he hates the people so much. And it's like maybe because he was abandoned and you guys didn't come and find him, and he's a, a part of your culture. That's why he's mad, and he has a legit reason. So I'm siding with the villain towards the end, and. You know, it was just a great feel. The movie was great in general. This one feels like one of those ones where you're going to come to the end and be like, all she had to do was apologize for not cutting him off. You know, like how many times have you been driving and someone cut you off on accident and you can tell they feel bad. So you're like, you know what? I'm not going to tailgate them because they waved or you can see them, you know, panic a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Make the little oh no motion. Then you're like, you know what? I'm going to let him go. No big deal. I'll just let it go. And it, it, it feels fantastical. I do like the feel of it. Like you said, the camera angles and the shooting of everything, the way they compiled it, you know, obviously it, they could do a misdirect by showing something that doesn't happen, but I'm super excited for it. That might be the first movie I do go see in the theaters. Um, and we'll see unless something else comes up, which I doubt, but we'll see. But it, but it is funny, like you said, and it's no spoilers because he does it in the trailer and he's trying to teach the kid or let the kid know. You know, obviously they were, I forgot what, what the, it was, but instead of just giving like a little, you know, tap on the horn, Hey, you know, light screen. Oh, yes. Yes. She, you know, she smashes on the horn. So you get a big blaring horn and then, you know, the guy's not going speeds up, cuts in front of him. And then obviously like nine times out of 10, you meet up at the next light. Yep. And so he's telling the kid, Hey, I think you, like you were saying, I think she didn't mean it. You know, maybe next time, just a little courtesy honk. Next time, she doesn't need to blare on the horn. Yeah. And obviously, the kid's window's down. That's why you can hear him. Yep. And the kid's not saying anything, but you could see he's taking it in. And then he's looking at him, looking at the mom. And the mom finally had enough. Turn around. I was like, no, you know, don't listen to him. Roll up the window. Yeah. And I mean, there you go. The whole movie takes off from there because, you know, instead of doing a little courtesy honk, she mashed on it and then got that's pissed right. off. That's what your your mom your mom obviously knows that it just takes a courtesy honk something like that yeah it's it's a yeah it's, it's a it's crazy a, how it, it sets it up exactly because it's almost sympathetic like you're like oh she probably like he's even he's being sympathetic when he didn't even yep. have to he could have been yelling at her and he was trying to be sympathetic so yep. I'm excited and, for it and then he doesn't get that back and then the whole here movie we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, next we have so it's just kind of quick. Um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse is getting uh, number two. And there is a rumor that they want to bring all the Spider-Men together of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tom Holland to appear in it. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's in production. I'm excited for it. Um, I really like the animated stuff. I feel like you can do a lot more for it. Um, I don't know if you've watched it. It is on Netflix, and I encourage everyone to watch it on Netflix. It's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. I, I like it just because... I feel like they can do more with animated than they can in actual real action that doesn't suspend your belief kind of thing. Um, and since we're talking about Spider-Man, we'll go straight, Tim, into the PS5 reveal. Um, so they did it. So uh, they had the reveal today. Everyone was streaming it, IGN, all that stuff. Um, first, we'll talk about, uh, Tim, how do you feel about the look that I just showed you before we went on? How do you feel about the look of it? The look, I mean, like we were talking earlier, the controller looks from a distance picture when I first saw it. Um, it looked Xboxy to me, rounded corners, kind of the bigger, uh, I guess you could say fatter controller. Um, you know, not the 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 normal 
you know, PS1, PS2, 3, 4 controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely changed the controller. But then once I um, was scrolling through the article and was able to zoom in on the controller and they had a better picture of it, I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically like if you would take the normal controller and kind of just, um, you know, put it on steroids or bulk it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see once, uh, you know, kind of get my hands on it and get it in my hands, um, how it fits and, you know, how it, um, you know, how, how it, uh, how it works. Um, as far as the unit itself, it's interesting that, you know, normal, normally with the, uh, other PlayStations, uh, it's basically looks like an old VCR kind of you yeah. know, in a way boxy big i mean that's how all these units look well, like except for the ps3 ps3 was rounded remember ps3 was rounded that's that that that's true <laughs> um but uh, you know on this one it looks like it's got some fins on it it looks more futuristic and it, it looks it, almost like a pc kind of like when you build it, those custom gaming pcs yep exactly that's what i was gonna say it looks like um, I mean, shoot on those PCs, you can even get them that are like water cooled and everything yep. like that, especially for gaming. And that reminds me of that. It almost looks like it has the fins or I'm sure it's going to have, you know, this a lot of hardware packed into it. So it's going to generate a lot of heat. And it looks like that it's almost there to, you know, as a cooling effect, uh, you mm-hmm. know, cooling fins or whatnot. Um, I just hope that you know, it doesn't accidentally tip over and one of those fins break, which it does, which I'm over. assuming they'll have it both available. Like you can do lay down or stand up because mine's sitting over here. And it's laid down. I always do lay down because I'm not going to risk standing it up. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you feel, though, too, about like so I didn't even know this. So I this is actually was news to me. I saw yesterday. So the PS3 was a full on a hundred dollars more than the PS4. So the PS3, when it first came out, retailed for $4.99 to $5.99. I remember this because it dropped in price like two months later. It dropped in price. But the PS4 was only $2.99 when it first came out. The rumor is this is going to be the most expensive console. So you should fully expect for it to be at least $6.99. Now, my thinking on this, though, is is they developed custom technology that is only available on this thing because blue the blu-ray i believe the blu-ray contract the dispute with xbox is kind of over because i know they were trying to do the cross-platform thing and that was one of the the hookups was xbox was like well you guys won't let us have blu-ray players so you know we're not going to work with you kind of thing so with the new technology i'm believing they're going to probably have something more like almost um uh xbox like where you could have everything streaming from it have the apps developed into it so it's more of like a streaming platform all in one kind of system now would you pay that or would you wait to see what kind of because i remember when the ps2 came out everybody's like i'm not buying that because there's no games for it yet because they were such a hurry to get it out they didn't have that many games now would you do that would you want to wait or would you just go out and get it and say hey look I know Call of Duty will be on it. I'll play Call of Duty when it comes out, or the game we're going to talk about in a minute. Would you just go ahead and get it for that, or would you? Do you think you would wait and see? Hey, maybe the price will drop, or would you just want to see how it actually plays? Um, usually, what I do is look at the the games that are going to be for it. You know, at release date, and what games are possibly coming out within a year. 
for you know for it as well because the nice thing nowadays is you could pre-order it and every paycheck go down there put a hundred bucks down put a hundred bucks down then next thing before you know it oh shoot i got it paid off now and that way when it comes out i'm not going there and getting you know having to dish out that five six seven however much it's going to be um on it also is what the memory is going to be like i don't know if they announced that um, on it because usually you get a couple different models you could get the lower end one which is obviously probably a cheaper one historically cheaper one but you don't get all of the bells and whistles on it and it comes with not as much um, rumor rumor is that it's going to i believe the minimum is going to be one terabyte which i mean if anything's because trust me if anything's under one terabyte i'm not going to buy it anymore because i have the biggest ps4 you can get that the older one i don't have one terabyte i have the one size below like 512 something like that and i'm constantly i can't get new games because i have to delete the previous ones because i you know it's I don't yep. have any room, and I, me, stupidly, I keep every version of MLB The Show that I have, so it's, it's you know what I mean, because I have 2000, I, I do it every two years, so this year will be my, my year buying, because I buy, I have 16, 18, and 20, I usually do every two years, but, you know, I'm hopeful for one terabyte, if they, if, if, if I get a closer look at the specs, and they're, and it's basically like a gaming machine that's designed basically to just 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 upgrade over time and not have to constantly buy because i feel like that's the next step is basically though this 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 one or the next one should be like look you're not going to be buying a new one anymore you're going to be updating this you're going to be putting a new hard drive in it or doing other things to make it more manageable and more cost effective if that's the case then i'll go ahead and get it and get it at the maximum and i would probably want at least five terabytes just because I mean, if you can do like uh, Apple Plus, you know, I like Apple Plus because it stores in the cloud, but they have, you know, all the movies you can you can buy, which do, with HBO Max now, they have most of the movies that you can buy are, are on HBO Max. But I would totally, if they had all that stuff set up on it, I would get it, especially the biggest you can get. But I'm thinking if it's one terabyte, you're probably looking at six ninety nine, especially with technology. Possibly a thousand dollars if he goes any higher. Because I mean, we pay eleven hundred dollars for a cell phone. I mean, why wouldn't you pay that for a whole entertainment system? Yeah, no, exactly. And like what you brought up, you know, cloud um, technology too. On that, where instead of you know me having to, oh, I want to switch from Call of Duty to MLB the Show. Well, <clears throat> I have to back out. I have to eject the disc. I mean, granted this all takes all but maybe one minute right but we're so used to netflix disney plus hbo all of these were it's all either you know comes preloaded on the on the tv because it's got a roku or like you were saying apple tv or whatever you have on it or you have a ps4 hooked up to it um or that way boom i don't have to do anything shoot who knows maybe in a year or two there won't even be a slot for a um, disc to go in and it'll all be, Hey, download it, um, off the internet and you, or maybe you get an SD card to upload it to your hard drive and right. it sits there. Um, I mean, but, I, mean I, I download all my games and what I was, I was always frustrated with everyone's like, well, why don't you get discs anymore? I'm like, because you, when you get the disc, you still have to download almost half the game onto the system. There's no point in even having a disc anymore because you still have to download a majority of the stuff on there. So I'm just kind of like, look, I get it. 
you know, everyone, it's all about the dis. I feel bad for GameStop. They're going to go out of business. I mean, it, it just, it's not worth it. I mean, even the exclusives, what's funny is, is everyone's like, well, what about the exclusives? I'm like, well, I can get it off Amazon and get more exclusives. Even on PS4, I haven't logged on my PS4 in forever. I need to turn it on this weekend to update it because it's probably way behind. But they offer the same thing. Oh, buy it now and we'll give you this free. And it's usually 100 times better because Sony knows that everyone doesn't want to have to go to a store, especially what's going on right now with the quarantine and things like that. You should be able to just download it and not have to worry about it. So, I mean, I know people who probably go out there and get it immediately, and I'll, I'll ask them all the questions you can have. I'll watch all the videos on YouTube and see how the gameplay is. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter to me because my TV in the, in the bar is not, you know, the greatest. It's just a basic TV, not like my one in my living room that's high def 4K. So... I'm not looking at it in that aspect. I'm looking on it more of a what's the capabilities of it. And the hype has been so – because everyone was hating on it, hating on it, hating on it. And then all of a sudden I saw an article like a month ago that they are like, I saw the technology and you're not going to believe what's in this. They didn't say what it was, but there was like a hint of you guys are going to want to get this ASAP. And I haven't felt like that ever, like except for when I got the PS2 and it was the coolest thing ever getting a PS2 and it was quote unquote next level graphics. Yep, no, it, exactly. And I mean, with everything nowadays, uh, you know, you have to have something that's, um, you know, groundbreaking on it. Granted, it, it's going to be anyways. Um, but like you're saying with the games, as soon as you get the games, it's a, well, it used to be midnight releases. Now it's nine o'clock releases. Nine o'clock, nine o five. I am home. Put the disc in, ready to play. Oh, you got to wait an hour because of an update. Like, dude, what the heck? Um, so which, you know, which, you get I will say. So if you buy it online off of the PS4, they do upload it prior to the everything. So it actually shows up on your gaming thing, and you can't play it till nine, but it's there and downloaded and updated. So if they approve that technology, that's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. And, I mean, anything, like you said, with the phones and everything, you know, everything bigger, better, um, new uh, processors, graphics, all of this. uh, Like you said, I'll probably wait. I'm not going to go out and buy it right away unless something drops and it's like, oh, yes, I want that. I need, need that now. But like you said, whether, you know, you get it through Amazon, I usually go through GameStop just because, you know, like I said, I could go down there, put a every paycheck, a hundred bucks. And after five or six paychecks, boom, there you go. It's paid off. Um, I'll probably wait and see, uh, like you said, look at the YouTube reviews, everything on it. Um, like I said, unless there's, you know, three or four games where it's like, oh, I got to have those. Uh, but the other thing, like you were saying, the exclusives. I popped in because we were talking about the uh, PGA Tour, was it 2K21? Uh I popped in my game here, and there was a, it was weird. There was a brief update on it, and there's never an update on that. And what it was, was incorporating all the 2K21 stuff coming out there. As soon as I reboot my system, boom, hey, 2K21, look at this. Oh, exclusive content here or sign up for for this. I'm like, okay, there's where the update is. And like you said, Sony gets it. They're going to want you to go through. Why go through Amazon or any of the other ones when you can go right through the system and, hey, here it is. I mean, you you go through us, here's, um, 
you know, here's something special that only we have. I do like uh, GameStop's ability where they'll tell you to bring in your PlayStation 4, your old stuff, and say, hey, we'll we'll pay you. And then they did one, I think, when the PS4 came out. I traded in two PS3s because I had a second one. It didn't even have to be working. They're like, we'll take yep. it and we'll, and basically they gave you like, I think it was like 25% extra credit towards your trade in when you did that. And I'm like, that's pretty yep. genius, you know? Exactly. And, and so and all I mean, they're going to do is they're just going to part it out anyways. Right. And I mean, so we'll, we'll get into this part of it. I would get it just for the Miles Morales game. So the game that they, the biggest trailer they released was Spider-Man Miles Morales. And Miles Morales is my favorite Spider-Man, and I told Tim it, it is because um, he's the first reluctant superhero you really see, where, you know, um, he gives me a real Hancock vibe from the from the movie Hancock, where he has superpowers and he just wants to be a kid, you know, Hancock just wants to be an adult, wants to live on a bench, basically. So, you know, Miles Morales is the, you know, uh, he is he's a, a different take on spider-man he is a a, a a person of color and i really like his take though because like i said because of the reluctance reluctantness in him he's not doing it because his uncle died he's he's doing it because he's a good human you know what i mean like his story is more about basically doing good deeds because he wants to be a good person and not because he feels like he owes his uncle Ben or something like that. So the graphics on the game look amazing. Um, the way they revealed that it was Mal Morales and that reveal was amazing. Cause what it was is you saw Spider-Man's arm. And then you saw the Spider-Man, uh, un- uh, uh, uniform burn off of him. And then you saw it was Miles Morales. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. So I'm really excited for that game. Um, I counted about 12 other games. that are going to be, obviously there's going to be a resident evil because, um, yeah, they always have to have Re- resident evil. I don't know why, but it is what it is. Um, uh, and other than that, I don't see anything else. I think I did. I did see odd world, which odd world's a blast from the past. Uh, Oddworld was, I think, when we were in, I don't know, man, it was a long time ago, and Oddworld was the one, I remember it was, it was really weird, and it was a fun game, so there's a few of them on there that I'm like, okay, um, you know, we'll see what's going to happen, but the Miles Morales one is the one where I'm like, yeah, this is this is going to be it, I'm, I'm excited for it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, looking at the trailer, like you said, I looked at it right before we came on, and, uh, you know, it is, you know, it's, it, I mean, it looks like your normal Spider-Man, but like you said, with his take um, on it and mannerism, so it's mm-hmm. definitely um, different than the other Spider-Man's uh, games that I've seen. Plus, with it coming on a new platform, it's going to have all the bells and whistles um, because like you said, that's a game that they reveal. They're not going to reveal a game like, oh yeah, it's going to be the same as all of the other ones. It's like, no, this is our game to, uh, to show you what the platform can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let us know what you're excited for with the PS5. Go to all of our social media, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, and then FOMO podcast on Instagram. Um, <laughs> we got two quick stuff before we have an in-depth talk. Um, 
So uh, Tim doesn't know what this is, but uh, apparently a billboard popped up in L.A. about Alita Battle Angel trying to get a season two or a, a, a second movie. I'm excited for that. If you watch the movie, um, it doesn't set up a second one, but it's kind of awesome. And then um, finish watching Sweet Magnolias. Uh, and technically, I finished watching Space Force, too. Both amazing shows. Sweet Magnolias gave me a little Heart of Dixie vibe, which I liked that show when it was on CW. So, uh, great show. Watch it. Um, I want a season two, so keep watching it so it boosts those numbers. Um, and then also, um, remember, watch uh, Mr. Iglesias. Season two comes out June 17th, because we want that to get a season three, because that show is phenomenal. And uh, just got a bunch of new people popping up on it. Um, so we're going to see all that. So the big topic that uh, Tim and I, I, I would say we're kind of, we're not experts on it, but we've delved into it a lot. Um, Disneyland announced they're going to be opening downtown Disney. Was it the ninth? I think it is. Um, I yep. think it's the ninth. And then they're opening the park the 17th. Um, and then the hotels, I believe, are like, what, the 25th or something like 20, 23rd? So, you know, a little bit after that. Um, but, but it's funny on the hotels they mentioned, because they got three hotels there, Cal the Grand Californian, Paradise Pier, and the Disneyland Hotel. From everything that I saw, and this was, I don't know, probably five hours ago. So, of course, as we know, in this day and age, things could change. It can change. Uh, you know, at the drop of, uh, of a hat here. But it's funny, on the hotel's opening, A, they're opening after the parks, you know, whatever, but it only mentioned the Grand Californian and the Paradise Pier Paradise opening Pier. on the 23rd, which right. is funny. No mention of the Disneyland Hotel, which is the Staple Hotel. Uh, they're doing remodels. Is that on the whole hotel? Um, on a majority of it, I think it makes it difficult to get to it because they have like stuff all parked out there for, for doing that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, because I believe what they're doing is they're adding a wing because they got that denial for putting the hotel on the end of downtown Disney. Oh, yeah, so I, I, that's, I believe they're, they're adding a new tower or something like that. They were doing something there, um, to uh, which if anyone has the opportunity to stay at the Disneyland Hotel one time, not gonna lie, walked in. Flip the switch, light wouldn't go on, and I'm like, "What's going on? Why we got a room with no lights?" And you turn around, and the headboard lights up. The headboard is lit with the castle and Tinkerbell on it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Even the rooms are magical. So I did notice that, but I assumed it's basically because they're doing overhauls in the, on the Disneyland Hotel. Um, now Tim has a little agenda on it, which I think is smart. Um, so they're opening. Obviously, that first day, I don't even know how they're going to do it because they're going to have limited capacity, a bunch of different stuff. And then Orange County is not even requiring uh, face masks anymore, so I don't know if they're going to have to abide by that or they're going to do it on their own. That was announced today. It's recommended but not required in Orange County. Um, so the first question is, you know, how? so we've talked about it. So how long would it be before you go to the park? Now, how long would you, would you wait to go to the park? It's different for you. So, so Tim does not have a kid. I have a kid. So yep. it is a different planning scenario because I don't even know when we booked our tickets last time. You don't even technically you'd probably I don't know if they're under reservations. I don't I don't any of that. But how long would you wait given that you knew you're gonna be able to get in? This is this scenario, you know you're gonna be able to get in and you know that um you would go. It's not a situation where it's like, oh, half the rides are shut down. This isn't a situation where Maybe there's a couple shut down, but it's normal operating, 
and you yeah. know you're going to get in. How long would you wait to go? It was funny. The reason I, uh, you know, kind of came up with these questions was, uh, you know, from another prod- podcast I listened to, I'm like, ooh, that is really interesting just to see what their perspective, you know, take was on it. And B, um, you know, me and the wife were talking, I think it might have been either this weekend or earlier this week, just about it. You know, you hear all the rumors and everything, and especially with Shanghai Disney and Florida reopening um, next month as well. But my take on it or what, because she asked me, oh, well, would you want to, because she's got an annual pass. I don't. Um, she has summers off so she could take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her, to be honest, with everything going the way that it is, I would wait a, a year, a whole year mm-hmm. uh, for it. Then I was thinking about it. I'm like, but um, because sometimes we go down with her aunt and uncle and, and the cousin and the cousin really wants to go because she just graduated eighth grade this year. The cousin really wants to go and see it at Christmas. Right. I'm sitting there. You know what? I'll I'll go. I'll, probably the earliest I will go is Christmas time. Depending, okay. you know, there isn't a second wave. You know, stuff hasn't opened that has to shut down. Who knows? Like I said, we, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. But the earliest I would go would probably be Christmas. And if not, I would wait a whole year um, to go. Just, just, just for that. Um, I'm in, I'm in the same boat because with the kids, so we were going to, we were going to try and go this year for Halloween before everything happened to take them for Halloween. Um, so we're thinking, I'm probably thinking like my dad, you know, my dad, he's ready to go. Like he's as soon as he's like ready to book it as soon as everything goes down. So I was kind of like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, my thinking would be if, if best case scenario, I'm looking at spring of next year. Um, probably ideally which people don't know this my favorite time to go is memorial day weekend because people don't go because they think it's going to be busy but it's actually not busy at all it's probably the deadest i've been in the past couple of years Uh, i went two years in a row on memorial day i literally could sit on main street and count people as they walked by because that's how little there was there but Hmm. i would probably shoot for halloween next year um especially with the fact that halloween has moved to california adventure and I never even got to see it in either park, but now I'm going to get to see it there. So I'm thinking year, probably. Um, if not, I know um, the wife would probably like to go for her birthday in March. So that might be an option. You never know. Our anniversary and our uh, her birthday are a week apart, so we could kind of do a little little thing. And I'm lucky enough, too, where, I mean, I'm not going to try to impose on my family, but I have family that live down there, and we go and stay with them and visit. So we'll go for, you know, a week, go to the parks, two or three days and then visit with them for two days. So I'm thinking probably April at the earliest, but my, what sucks for me is I never got to go see the star Wars, the galaxy's edge. So I missed out on so much that I'm going to have to wait long enough to where they don't have the, the, the queue because I don't want to have to sit there and wait for that and miss out on the rest of the parks. I have a kid now. I want to be able to get a fast pass or do stuff like that. So I'm probably in the same boat as you probably wait a year and maybe who knows if we look at it and it's like, man, no one's going and it's just an opportune time to do it. I might take a couple of days off and go down there for a day and just go and experience it. If it's that dead. Um, I mean, I've seen articles saying, Hey, you know, um, we're going to rely on our annual pass holders and our locals because people, people forget 
all that's really down there is Knott's Berry Farm and Disneyland. There's not like a crazy bunch of bunch of stuff to do down there. So people aren't coming from foreign countries or from the other parts of the country here. Most people are going to Florida because there's a lot more options, more stuff to do in the inside the park atmosphere. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, and one of the questions you read for that, you asked, would you feel comfortable taking the family? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've done my research on what's going on. Um, I work in, uh, I'm an essential worker and I deal in the areas where I may have to come in contact with someone who potentially could have COVID-19. I haven't yet, but that's always a possibility in a worst case scenario. And I've done my research and I feel like Disney is one of the best places. I, uh, your wife is the one that told me about the cameras they have where the cameras focus on the shoes because when people kidnap kids, they bring clothes, but they, they don't know what size shoe a person, a kid's going to have. That's genius. That's next level genius. So you yeah. think they're not going to be able to handle this? They've been planning for this since everything shut down in Shanghai. That's why Shanghai opened up so fast, because they literally had a game plan. I know it's going to be tough. I know people are going to be angry. You're going to have to deal with a lot more people that are just being rude, like they're, they're normally rude, but they're going to be more rude because they're just in a bad mood. It's going to suck. But, you know, I feel comfortable taking my son, who at the time would be almost three, um, you know, I would feel comfortable taking him because I, I trust that, you know, Disney knows what they're doing and that they're... They're going to handle everything in the, in the appropriate way. Yeah, and as everyone puts it, Disney is the gold standard or platinum standard or titanium diamond standard. Everyone put it, they're the top um, right. on on everything. There's some that kind of, I mean, they're the top of the mountain. There's some that come close and maybe nip at their heels, but then Disney says, okay, you're going to do this. Well, guess what? We're going to do this and bury you. Um, so as far as cleaning, sanitation, everything, uh, I would rather go to a Disney park than any other park. Not to say that the other parks are substandard, but you know, Disney is is the standard. Yep. Um, and and you know, like you were saying, you're always going to get people that are grouchy or crabby. Yep. Um, anything like that, even if they were the only person in the park, they would still find something to complain um, about. Okay. Oh, I got to exactly. go to security. Like, uh, yeah, it's for your your good. Oh man! Well, why do I got? Why do I have to do that? So it's it's and interesting. Those I mean, are the, and those are the people that have weed on them. <laughs> they're exactly. the ones that have weed on them. They're, yeah, they have the something ones to hide. That, They're ruining it for everyone else. They're yeah, you know the yeah. metal detectors are up there. They weren't there five years ago. Well, guess what? You know we're they're just the time and age that we're in. Right. But you know, as they say, people. Um, you know, as soon as they get through that security line and into the park, it's like, oh, rules don't apply to me. I'm in Disneyland. There's yep. a bubble over. It. Hey, why? Why is it raining here? Why is there bad weather? Can't you just change the weather? Because we're in a bubble. It's like, um, no, this is reality, dude. You know. Yeah. And uh, that's the big thing. I think like so. The next one you said, would would you pay full price for fifty percent capacity? And my thinking is, is I would just for the simple fact that. With it being 50% capacity and the rules and regulations they're going to have to have, it's going to be operating like it's at full capacity because you're going to have to be socially distanced. And here's the coolest part. When I watched the Shanghai reopening, what what's funny was – so my favorite thing – I don't know if I said on the podcast. My favorite thing to do at Disney is if I see a family, a big group, and 
they're trying to take a picture and one of the people is left out and they're not going to take a picture with the photographer. I go, Hey, would you like me to take your photo for you? Cause I've been blessed enough where I've been multiple, multiple times. My son went before he was one years old. I am blessed to where I could do that. I live in California, a family down there. It's perfect. Well, you could see the smiles through the masks on the people's faces when they were opening because they truly enjoy what they do. People don't realize that job doesn't pay that much. I mean, it pays okay, but People do it because they like the job. And a lot of people are like, man, I miss my friends. I miss seeing people every day. And, you know, like there's um, one of my friends is a plaid at Disney. And there's a group of kids that they dress up like plaids and they go they go to the park. And that's what they, they want to be a VIP tour guide. I mean, that's how much they love the park. And when you meet people from L.A., a lot of them have stories about working there, whether good or bad. But it was a time in their life where they truly enjoyed it. They had fun. And so even with it being 50 percent capacity, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, you know, I we, we already mentioned kind of about the rides down, you know, about that tying into the 50 percent. If they had a lot of them down, no, I wouldn't pay full price. I know they wouldn't pay make you pay full for full price because they have that flex pricing now, which kind of works good for them right now. Because let's say, for instance, attendance is dramatically drastically down, they can go, hey, look, it's eighty bucks a ticket today instead of one hundred and ten. Thirty bucks would drive someone from local and go, hey, look, I can go to Disneyland for a day, and four rides are closed. Done deal. I yep. would do it exactly. And, now, and they, now would they, you now would you do it for fifty percent capacity? You know, so it was funny when I was drafting this up. I was thinking, man, fifty percent capacity. You know, no, why am I paying full price when you know I'm not really getting you know the full price of the ticket? And I was kind of lumping the the attractions in there. Right. Then I start to think, it's like, oh wait, fifty percent? Yeah, it's half. That means there are obviously half as many people or whatnot, but it would just be like paying extra to go to any of those, you know, Star Wars nights or um, Pixar nights or any of those private parties. To, uh, like you're talking about going to Halloween where they have the Mickey's Not So Scary party where, yep. hey, from nine o'clock on, it's only the people that paid extra for these tickets and it's only an allotted amount. We're not selling right. out the whole park. So everyone leaves at nine. You're in here by yourself, and there's, uh, you know, a lot of different things that you can do. So it would almost be, like you said, even at 50%, it would feel like it's full with all the, um, you know, the, the, the things that they have to do uh, to make sure that it, you know, doesn't spread or anything down there. So, I mean, I definitely would. And, and it's funny, I was going to mention on how you were saying your flex pricing, which kind of leads into, you know, the, the next one here, mm -hmm. um, as far as offering discounted uh, tickets, you know, if like you're saying, they have that uh, way of with the flex pricing, Hey, we could adjust it or like they did, which we took advantage of because I'm not an AP, but my wife is um, the SoCal deal where, yep. Hey, you know, you could bring up to, I forgot, it was either two or three people. I can't it was, remember. It was three people, yeah. Yeah. And the only drawback, but, I mean, you were getting a screaming deal. I forgot what it was. It was like 80 bucks for a park, park, park hopper. It was, a, it was 100 bucks. 100 bucks for an for a all-day park hopper, which normally yep. is like one-day park hopper is in like the 180 range. Yeah, I was saying like it's, it's, it's scratching at 200. Yep. Um, 
The I mean, the only thing was is that a you had to have an annual pass holder to buy it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, B you had to. Um, it was only a one day ticket, right. so you couldn't go up and hey, I'm gonna be here three days. So give me three one day tickets. So you had to buy the. I think you had to buy the ticket that day of, and the annual pass holder had to be there to buy it. Yes. Yes. And I think they had to be there when you went into the park. I can't remember. I maybe yes. not, but no, I you, know you, you did. Be you did. There yeah. To buy it. And it's not like, you know, sometimes you get cool cast members. Oh yeah. You're an AP. I don't need to see your ID or whatnot, but on those, cause I think it was such a great deal. Yeah. It was nope. And this is before they had the picture on there. I think um, they let me see your ID. Um, so so I mean, but now they t- now they have a picture on the actual screen. So even when you do the, do yeah. the the one day pass, they take your picture and put yep. it on the screen. Exactly. But I mean, that was an offer war. You know, you couldn't pass it up. Granted, if you got there a little later, mm-hmm. um, the line for the ticket booths were were longer. But you know, you get there right when the park opens. It which, goes by. Which we went last last April. We went and we went because they did a deal that was good i think from march to uh may we planned on going anyways and then i went online and they said if you bought the ticket through the app it was like something crazy it was a three it was three day one park tickets and it was only like 200 something dollars each so it was like for three days you got under 100 dollars a day for one park which normally it's like i think it's like 110 dollars for a one park ticket. So technically you're saving almost, almost $200 close to maybe even 300 because you know, you're not paying for all the stuff. So I was like, Oh, I'm jumping on it. So I guarantee that's what they're going to do. They're going to do something. They're going to do a welcome back thing or an AP thing. Cause like I said, like Disney world canceled all the reservations, but you can make reservations again. You cannot make reservations at Disneyland mm-hmm. until a certain date. And I believe they're going to do the same thing where the hotels are going to get you guaranteed entry into the parks, but they picked the two most expensive hotels to do. So who knows if people are actually going to fly in from wherever they're at. I mean, I think the flex pricing is going to come into play. We just don't know um, what they're going to do. And when you asked about should they limit the amount of APs, I don't think they should because those are the ones that are going to keep the park going. They're the ones that have been patiently waiting because most people, once this all happened, they'd, everyone just started canceling their plans, canceling their trips. Annual pass holders, especially the ones that live locally, this is what they do every weekend. This is what they do at night. I mean, like I told the wife, if we lived down there and close enough and we were annual pass holders, we could literally come up, go into the parking structure, go have a churro, and then leave. You know what I mean? Or do whatever. Who who knows what you want to do? And a lot of people do that. A lot of people go down there just for the ambiance to walk around for like an hour or two at night and then they go home and they don't, you know, I know it's going to be different because it's not going to be parades. I don't believe there's going to be no parades starting off and I don't think any fireworks either. So, yeah, because they don't want people to gather around and be close together. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I think I don't think they'll limit it, but I do think when you that leads into the next one, um, the wait times are going to be insane. Oh yeah. Well, and usually you could gauge a wait time by walking by the line and seeing where the end of the line is. You know, I obviously for reference, I put down pirates. Well, right. you know, you have to walk through the little courtyard there. I mean, it's not huge area. Um, and then into the show building and onto the ride. 
where you know if you're walking by and mm-hmm. that line is barely under the arch there for the walkway, oh man, it's probably 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 at the right. longest because it's 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 a big people mover. I mean, you could fit a lot of people in those boats. Right. Um, and they have multiples going out at a time. It's not like it's just one at a, one at a time. I mean, as far as loading them, but you know, when you get on some of those big days, and we've all seen pictures where, oh my gosh, oh that's the haunted mansion line. No, that's the pirate slide back there by haunted mansion. You know, by where the New Orleans Square uh, train loads at. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's just a <laughs> line of people. It's like, oh, is this the end? Oh no, we just did a break because a group walked by. You know, the lines like you know 40 people back there you know and it gets into an hour or more wait it's like yeah no i'm not gonna wait an hour for pirates as even though if it's you know the my favorite ride yeah or or normally it's half that so it'll be interesting to see how these lines are and people gauging them where if you don't look at the sign and just look at the line well you got six feet apart from every group Yep. So the line could stretch far back, but it could only be maybe a 20-minute wait. Right, right. And I, I have noticed, there's a weird thing that I noticed when I went the last time we went in April. Because uh, I was more, I was being more attentive because we couldn't do most of the big rides. We were with the, with my kid. Now, I was having fun with him, and he was just, he was taking everything in. And it what does, I noticed... Be honest, he was watching you. The kid was watching you. Oh no 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 no! He he was he was admiring everything, and then Rabbit was very nice to him and told Piglet to be quiet so we could take a picture because my son was sleeping. But oh. what I did notice was I feel like they almost purposely can gauge like they almost want the wait time to be a certain amount because I've seen the line be crazy long at Pirates, and it'll go faster than when I can w- almost walk on and then the line's inside. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So I know they have ways to control everything, and they they work to make sure that things go as smoothly as possible. Um, I do have a strong feeling that they lucked out, and because this is when everything goes down, like when they open back up, don't they close in August is when they close to turn – the haunted mansion into um, nightmare before Christmas. So yep. they might not even open that at all. They may have already changed it. We don't know. They don't like, they have some, they have some videos of employees on the inside, the cleaning people. And I haven't seen anything about anything being redecorated already. That way they don't have to shut anything down. Cause I would prefer them have it start today, change it over and then just leave it open like that. And then do the normal shutdown at the at next year in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Well, and Halloween time comes earlier and earlier every year. Shoot, I think last year that, you know, it's normally in September that they start switching things over. Um, I think it even bled into August. And I think even at Disney World, they may have even had some Halloween parties in um, like beginning of September or even like the the first one, the last weekend in August because they do like two a week. So. Right. It, like, it, it was something like that. It was either the last week in August or it was the first week of September yeah. they had them already last year. Because I saw people posting and I'm like, wait, what? And then I yeah. saw and I'm like, oh, geez, they're already doing this stuff. This is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing, uh, you know, Halloween before even Costco and Walmart get their decorations out. So usually that's they're They're the ones that are out early. Well, and so. And when you mentioned, too, on the end of it, the last question you had about the virtual cues, I think, honestly, they may have to go into that 
because just because of the simple fact that they know that it works it legitimately works it was overcrowded when it first happened but when they did the virtual queue like 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 the after it had been open for a couple months it was pretty smooth it was in ridiculously smooth and you know because you got in you got in the second day you were there correct you guys didn't get in the first day right or rise yeah oh no we got in every day we, we, okay. we, we went we went for two days and we got in both days okay um and it was the first day we because i think it's the groups 81 like one through 81 are guaranteed to get on or 82 right. barring, and barring after, any issues yeah yeah exactly and then after that they say well you know maybe maybe not um, and the first day we got that very last group, it was like 81 or 82, whatever the cutoff was that you're guaranteed yeah, to get. It. You so got like, it. Oh, this, this is awesome. And at that point they were getting into the low one hundreds, like 110, 120. Yeah. I think um, the, the highest I saw it go was like 120 one time. It went all the way up to 120 group. Ex- exactly. Um, and then the next day we got there and I think we were 30 or 40 um, on it. But I mean, it's crazy. You'd you'd walk by it during the day, or even look at it on your app and on the virtual queue. And of course, it's a very popular ride, and it wasn't open for that long. But I mean, we'd leave the park maybe you know one night before fireworks because we were gonna say the next night for it, and they were maybe barely at eighty five at ten o'clock. It's like oh man. But then the next night at you know we say we left at eleven. They were up in, you know, just calling groups 100 and 110. It's like, yeah. oh, man, this is – and, you know, like I said, it's it's a very technological advanced ride and track list and draw – you know, a lot of things are going on in that multiple mm-hmm. ride systems. So anything could go wrong. A guy's hat falls on the floor, e-stop, reset yep. everything, and do it over again for a hat falling on the floor. And Didn't mess and people don't know. So, um, for those that don't know, I had a friend who worked on um, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, and I asked him like, "What happens when things get jacked up?" Because usually, someone's hat will fall on the track, and then the 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 vehicle will hit the hat, and it gets lodged in the track, and it bends the track so far, and then eventually the machine catches on, e stops it. They remove the item, they push it out of the way, and then they have to fix. So much stuff can get damaged. That's why, like uh, Luigi's Ro- uh, Rollick and Roadsters, if someone's hat falls off, they have to immediately stop the ride. They have to go out there and get it, and they reset, like you said. So, I mean, I think it's a good idea to have the virtual queue just for certain rides because every um, like Peter Pan's always going to be a crazy line. So that's fine by me. Don't worry about that one. But there's certain rides you could do it for because I don't know if the fast pass system will be up by the time that this all this goes on because i know they canceled all the reservation of fast passes for everyone at disney world and there's no reservation fast passes at disneyland that i know of but people go in there and they that's what they do is like they they go on the app and they get a fast pass right when they get there for something so if they do to that virtual virtual queue for a couple other stuff i think it'll be good you know we'll see i mean only time will tell we'll be talking about this in a month a month and a half about how the opening went and how everything handled, uh, you know, actually a month for, for Disney world. So, um, you know, we'll have more questions then, but I just hope it goes smoothly and we don't have any kind of, uh, you know, shut down due to a second outbreak or anything like that. 
and and like anything, especially with Disney, and we've seen it with big openings, um, even Universal, that there's going to be bumps and hiccups in the road. I mean, they could plan for all they want for, um, you know, like Star Well, they did a good job with Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Um, but like when Universal and that Hygrids coaster opened, I mean, within an hour, maybe even two hours of the park being open, it was already a 10 hour wait. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go there. I want to ride this ride, but I'm going to stand in one line all day, um, you know, and I and I think Disney kind of took a little lesson from that, uh, did the virtual queuing or maybe they had it already. Uh, um, no pun intended, queued up, ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But with, with this whole thing and I mean, think about it. If they got to sanitize between each ride, even if you're the quickest sanitizer in the world, you're going to need, like on Pirates or anywhere where you guys sit down or a big capacity ride, Space Mountain, you're not going to have, you know, 20 people scrubbing down these cars where they just have to do two seats and then they're done. It's going to be, you know, it's definitely going to be a couple people, but that's going to take, you know, it's not like, I mean, shoot, most of the time in Pirates, you're already almost sitting down while the last person is stepping out. Well, and just so you, just so you know, um, since I know this for reasons I won't go into, um, the material they're probably going to use to clean these boats um, has a 45 second kill time when you spray it uh, directly in soak. So they will spray it directly in soak, and it'll have a 45 second kill time. Yeah, I know, I, mean, I know for reasons. <laughs> I mean, which which is great, but. Think about it. That's 45 seconds every vehicle. Granted, well, and 45 seconds every vehicle, and then also you have to make sure you dry it good because you don't want anyone yeah. getting sick from the chemicals. It's, it's going to be a process, but oh, oh, I'm yeah. optimistic. I'm very optimistic. And the only thing that I'm kind of sad about, though, with the virtual queue is they built the Guardians of the Galaxy ride off of um, – uh, Tower of Terror, and they that walking through that queue is kind of the part of the experience. Yep. So I don't want them to do these virtual queues to lose experience because when I watched the preview for Rise, they felt like they were forcing people to hurry up and get through. And I'm like, but yeah, but I I want to experience each room. That's what the whole part point of walking through all this. Yeah. No, exactly. And it was it was funny that you mentioned. Um, guardians because i hate that's my least favorite ride. i so well hold on did you have you ridden it the new one yeah i've ridden it like five times guardians you have yes so when so so those that don't know me and tim um we actually um uh we we saw some famous people because me and him did not like tower of terror we did not like it at all so we were shopping Tim had some choice words for Derek Huff, who he didn't even know who it was. I had to tell him. And then there was, uh, I don't even know the actor's name, but he played JP in um, Grandma's Boy. And he was the tall, skinny kid in Dodgeball. Um, But um, when I went to the grand opening of the Guardians ride, um, I told one of the, um, they had all the higher ups were out there, all in the suits. And the one guy asked me, he's like, hey, you know, um, I'm in a social club and we do have we're Guardians of the Galaxy based. So he saw my logo and he's like, oh, so you excited? And I go, I don't know. I go, I hated Tower of Terror. And he goes, I hated Tower of Terror, too. He goes, I've been on it eight times this week. And I go, what? And then what, the thing is, with Tower of Terror, it was about scaring you. 
I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is more about having fun. Like it's about the thrill of the drop and the, you're listening to the music and you're singing. So I, I felt I liked it. I like it way better than Tower of Terror. I know I'm going to get hate for that, but it was just a fun experience. And I felt better about it than I did about Tower of Terror. Hey, you shouldn't get hate. I mean, the people that like Tower of Terror, they could still go to Florida and experience it, you know. And if they like Guardians... They could come over to uh, to the original park at Disneyland, but no, exactly. That's why I've ridden it the you know as many times as I have because I did you know enjoy. I think it's a smoother ride system, even though it's exactly oh, yeah. the same. No, it feels but like smoother. Said, it, it's it's not based on a rickety elevator like right. Twilight Zone was that gets hit by lightning. Um, and like you said, it's more of the scare factor. Where this, it's more of the thrill factor. You got you know Chris. Pratt, uh, or I guess I should say Star-Lord and Dax and Groot and all of them and all the characters there and, um, you know, the personalities come out and just how the uh, the ride vehicle kind of bobs there with the action on the screen. So right. it's not you're just sitting there stationary. It's like, oh, this, you know, you get more into um the scene. Granted, I had to go on it two times just because, I mean, I had my eyes open, but to actually um, take it all in and enjoy it more so. But going back to the queue, like you were saying, first couple times I did fast pass um, and went damn near completely around that queue. So a lot of the people, I mean, a lot of people said, oh, did you, you know, what'd you think of the queue? I'm like, I mean, it was, it was cool because it's got the rocket, ra- I mean, uh, yeah, rocket raccoon and that, um, uh, uh, in the in the waiting know, room, yeah, yeah, the animatronic there, which is awesome, very lifelike. Um, they did a good job with that. But then uh, the last time I went with some friends from Kayla's work, we walked through the queue, and it's like, oh my gosh, you yep. don't think? I mean, you could be waiting forty five minutes, but it doesn't seem that long because every step you take, there's different things to look at, and it's mm-hmm. they're interactive too. You know? And even even the outside, they label the flowers in alien language, yes. and then they tell you what they are. So the the yeah. plants they actually have planted there, they have like a like a almost like Star Wars land has uh, Aradesh everywhere. This yeah. one has an alien language, and it translates for you what it is. It's the legit name of the plant. So you're sitting there, and you can see the escape. Like there's um claw marks. You can see paint where Rocket was climbing on the outside. So it's mm-hmm. it's a really it's a really 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 cool cool kind a queue so you don't want to lose that with the virtual queue but we'll we'll see what happens and make sure to come back to listen here go to our social media pages to find out how we feel about how the opening went so just make sure you go everywhere we 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 are at facebook.com slash fomo cast twitter fomo underscore cast fomo podcast on instagram and um i'll take a picture right now of tim sitting here because we're recording and he's smiling like a goofy oh wait hold on do the thumbs up <laughs> okay um and, and, i mean the la- last thing i'm gonna say about you know the disney since we probably you know beat this and tomorrow there'll be a new set of rules that come out and this will be irrelevant but all i'm gonna <laughs> say is you know pack your patience and you know it everything's new to them on this you can practice as much as you want but until it becomes game time um you know they're they're learning on the fly as well so you know don't go don't go there acting the greatest grandest thing and oh my gosh i have to i had to wait um you know you said oh it's 
You know, they said, oh, it should be 45 minutes. Oh, I had to wait a minute and a half for them to disinfect. Oh, you should. I, now I need now I want to stay at the um, the dream suite. Eh, no, come on now. So there's there is going to be a lot of that. There is going to be a lot of just I know just 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 stupidness is what it's going to be. So yep. um, just be and kind, really- be kind, be kind to them because they they do. You know, you may not think that they they do a good job, but um I think that they do the best they can, and it's just, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. They, they're, the people at the parks, you know, they, I don't know, man, they, they, they feel like some of the nicest people, and they're going to, they don't want to have to deal with this. They put up with a lot of stuff, we'll, we'll put it at that. They do. Put on the face, I mean, they could get chewed up and down by one guest. And then, you know, say the next person they talk to is a little kid and he's, you know, scared or happy and they'll do something just to make that kid stay magical. When right before that, a guest before him was just grilling him. And instead of taking that out on the next person, um, you know, he may make that make that kid's day or it might be the only trip that he's able to go to Disneyland um, in his life. And that's what he's exactly. And and also remember, they're human and that's what people fail to realize is they're able, they should be able to have a bad day. And that's the problem is a lot of them. It feels like they're expected where you need to be on your point all the time. So just be patient, be nice. Um, and you know, and, and they've been on, they've been on furlough for 10 weeks. So come on. Exactly. So let them make their money make them happy. So we're going to yep. finish this off with, it's kind of like a combo thing right now. Um, talking about what we're watching and expectations we have from the movie industry. Um, so one of my guilty pleasures we've been watching a lot of has been hoarders. I have no idea why we started watching it. It was on Hulu and I'm like, or oh, I was on Netflix first. They had six episodes that were like the most recent. Cause they haven't had any, I think it's been a, a year or two since the episodes have come out. But um, the main reason why, I have a fascination with hoarders. I don't know if I ever told you the story, Tim. I was watching it one time. It was a few years ago. And I remember watching it and they were like, we want to know why he's depressed. We're trying to figure out why this guy is hoarding, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, you know, when I was a kid, um, my dad wanted me to do this and do that. I just didn't want to do what he wanted me to do. So I was always trying to find his approval and find his love. And then oh, they're going through stuff, and they start pulling out Nazi memorabilia. And I was like, what is going on in here? And then they go, what's this? He goes, oh, that's a picture of me when I was a kid. And it looks like the sound of music. And I'm like, wait, what? And then all of a sudden, they just they just say it. They go, well, my dad was a member of the Luftwaffe. He was an SS officer and basically was friends with Hitler. And he did not want to join the Hitler youth. And that was the thing that he didn't want to do that his dad wanted him to do. And... Ever since then, I'm like, oh my gosh, you think it could get it could get worse? It can't get worse, and then it does. Like we watched one the other day, the lady was pooping in a bucket inside the house. There was bottles of poop and pee everywhere in the house. The guy flat out said, "You can't be in here." He goes, "My people can't even be in here without like stuff on." And she was begging to eat like contaminated food, and I was just like, "This is." Redonkulous. So I've been watching that. Um, I finished Westworld finally. I obviously I said we spin it. I finished um uh uh Space Force and then I'll now I'm finishing Righteous Gemstones in anticipation because I know that um the boys season two is supposed to drop 
probably this summer sometime. So I'm waiting for the boys season two. And then uh, I can't remember. There's something else I wanted to watch. Uh, I got HBO max through my, through AT&T. So I've been watching, I try to watch stuff on there. So that's why I watched uh, Westworld, which I, I was okay with the ending. I'm excited for season three, what it holds. Um, but Rise's Gemstones is fantastic. John Goodman's amazing. Um, so I'm not done with it yet. So no one spoil it for me, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, and so Tim, what are you watching? Um, so right now, like you said, uh, since you, I think you mentioned it on the last podcast, um, space force got into that. I got two episodes left of, uh, of that. So probably finish it either tomorrow or this weekend. Um, and I'm a big John Malkovich fan, loved him in red, red Two, those movies. Um, and especially with him paired with Steve Carell. Uh, you know, they're both great together, and it's, and it, it's like an amazing was, combo. It's a very, it was, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's it's weird having them both basically play straight, like they're playing straight the whole time, but they're playing yep. straight for comedic, so they're a great combo at doing that because John Malkovich has a way, and then Steve yep. Carell has a way, and they 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 mesh really, really well. Yep, no, exactly. And with Steve Carell, he could get so awkward at times, but yeah. He's yeah. acting. I'm like, how can you do that and come off that, uh, you know, realistic? But I guess right. that's why he's he's an actor and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so, so got into that and love that. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, the other thing was uh, still on Jack Ryan, slowly getting through that with an hour long episode. It's kind of hard to. Um, you know, watch a full episode, half hour, no problem. But once it gets into the 45 minute hours, and especially with Jack Ryan, it's so jam packed. You could sneeze and miss a huge part. That was the one I found myself rewinding that one probably every 20 minutes. I was like, wait, what just happened? Yep. Or I mean, me and the wife like to watch it. So she'll maybe go up and put her dishes away or, you know, go to the bathroom. And if I forget to pause it, she'll come back. Oh, what happened? Like, it's just easier to rewind that, you know, couple minutes and watch it over again than me trying to explain it. Um, that, that, that's the big problem I had with that one because I was trying to focus because I heard such great things about it. John Krasinski, I loved him from The Office. And so I was yeah. like, hey, you know what? I need to focus on this. So I, I haven't I haven't gone too deep on it, but um, I am excited for, for finishing it up because I, I started watching it. I got, like, I think six episodes in or something. But like you said – if you if you miss one thing, then nothing makes sense. And I'm just kind of yep. like, wait, what happened? And Amazon's interface isn't the greatest. So if yeah. you fall asleep and the next thing you know, I missed a whole episode. That actually happened to me. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did we end up here? And then turns out I, I missed the episode. Exactly. And they're not all self-containing episodes where say you, you know, you miss one episode, or like you said, you fall asleep, next one happens, it picks back up, you know, kind of. Same storyline because, you know, you know it, but, you know, the episode is, you know, one episode in itself. Right, right. With this one, there could be something at the beginning of episode two that leads into something at the end of episode three. So you almost have to watch two complete episodes for it to tie together. But say you missed the one part, it's like, well, hold on, wait, I remember some of this, but why, what's going on over here? Um, but, I mean, it's it's... It's a great show. Um, I really like that. The other one that I got into as well 
um, that I've been slowly going through. And that one's nice because I think they're only like 25 minutes, half hour long was Clone mm-hmm. Wars, Star Wars. And for some reason, like I was telling you before uh, we started recording, I thought it was a kid's show. I guess because, you know, the, the Clone Wars and it, with it being, um, you know, animation, I thought it was, okay, we had the Star Wars Clone Wars movie, and this is just like the kid version of it. No, it's not. And I don't know why I haven't started watching it earlier. And like I said, with, with it being, I, I think they're less than a half an hour long. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, I could, they're 22 to 25 minutes usually. Yeah, which is crazy. I could sit there and watch four episodes of those, no problem, but yep. I could barely watch one Jack Ryan episode. I think just because it's, you know, there's... Jack just, Ryan has so much going on with it, literally every second, and like you said, the episodes aren't... Con- the In Jack Ryan, the episodes are connected and aren't connected. Yeah. Like, there's a weird thing about that. Whereas Clone Wars, you can watch them individually. You may not know the backstory, but you you, you slowly learn... And it's it's yeah. an amazing show. I loved it so much. I actually that was one of the. I usually will binge watch a show before I watch the current season. And Clone uh-huh. Wars, I just took my time and slowly watched through it. And then I watched through Rebels before the new season of Clone Wars came out um, in May. So I was just kind of super happy. They they the story finishes well. You're gonna love the way it ends. It's a good way yeah. to do Clone Wars. Um, and then you have to start watching Rebels after that because Rebels is just as good. I think better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, the last one that I've been slowly working away on as well, I think I'm almost done with it, uh, back to Amazon Prime, is uh, Alpha House with uh, John Goodman. I think those are about half an hour long, too. So I'm ironing my shirts for work. Um, I could pop that on. Pop, yeah, do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I usually watch, uh, you know, one, maybe two episodes, depending on if I'm being lazy or not and let my shirt stack <laughs> up or not. So, But that's the uh, thing, too, is I found there's some shows that are hour long that don't feel like they're hour long. Like I watched um, uh, The Pro- Prodigal Son, um, and mm-hmm. that one's an hour long, but it doesn't feel like it's an hour long. I really enjoy it, and I'm actually looking up right now to see um, – Forged in Fire is another one. Forged in Fire, I love that knife-making show. They're 42 minutes, and it feels like they're over in 10. So I'm kind of like, whoa, I miss so much. So I think it all depends on the content is the big thing. It is basically everyone's like, oh, you know, hey, this is how this goes. This is what, you know, so it's, it's a lot of. I'm not saying I'm trying to what I'm trying to say. It's a lot of there's little focal points of every little thing, whereas a lot of the other shows are designed for you to let go, relax and just enjoy it. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Yep. No, you you hit that spot on where Jack Ryan. I mean, that even though it's an hour long, it could it seems like a one hour episode is two hours because you're so focused on it. It's a great show. So I'm, you know, not knocking anything on that, but there's so much going on and you have to be in tuned with it that it feels like it is a longer show. Or like you said, you know, some of these other ones, it's a half hour, but it may seem like it's only 10 minutes long just because, you know, you don't have to be as in tuned, uh, you know, kind of let your brain relax a little bit, I guess you could say um, on it. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, man. I got to hit the next button because it's already done. Well, I mean, that's how that's how um, that's how it was for me with uh, Jack Ryan was there was an episode where I had to rewind it twice because I'm like, isn't that guy dead? 
And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, a different guy. Yeah. They just they just look alike. And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, there's brothers in it, and they're not even brothers. Like, I was like, what just happened? What did I miss? And I'm like, because exactly. there was actually one point where I was falling asleep and I wanted to finish the episode. The episode had like 15 minutes left. I fast forwarded five minutes. Guess what I was doing a minute later? I was rewinding it six because yeah. I was like, I missed so much in the five minutes. I have no idea what's going on. I need to fix this. So, I mean, I'm excited for, um, I think Jack Ryan has a new season coming out soon too. They have one like that. So I'm going to catch up on it when I have more time to relax and veg out instead of, doing something else i'm gonna do that um now the last thing we'll talk about um what what do you think about movie theaters reopening how do you think it's gonna happen because the rumors were oh amc is not gonna recover amc is gonna shut down um a lot of the ones that serve food were like well you're gonna have to order food on the app you can't come up and order food we'll let you eat in the theater still but you need to go order food and you know i think we're set up for success with this because of I know Modesto, they changed their Regal out on McHenry to where it's got the nice reclining reserved seats. So I feel like it's so much easier because they can just block out certain seats like like they do where they don't work. So you can literally look at it and go, oh, you know what? I don't want to go see a movie. They're all packed. Or, oh, I don't want to see a movie because they don't, my seat's not available. So I think the, the seat selection thing makes it 100 times easier than it would have if this would have happened five or six years ago. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean... The nice thing is the uh, we have Galaxy down here um, where I'm at, and they put the seats in, I want to say, three years ago, the reclining seats. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I remember going to Turlock and having to get there, you know, an hour and a half early just oh, to yeah. get seat. Um, and if you got there an hour early, you're in the front, you know, I think it was like three or four rows front, and you've got a crink in your neck because you're just looking up the whole time. Yep. Or here, you know, it's like the ballpark. You get you see what's available, pick here and here. If it's me and the wife going, boom, done. All right, I know that it's going to be, you know, 10, 15 minutes of preview. So even if we're, uh, might be put, you know, pressed up against the clock. 10 minutes late, yeah. Exactly, doing this or doing that. Oh, it's fine. We may just miss a preview or something um, and get there and not have to worry about, all oh, where are we going to sit at? The only thing you have to worry about is, you know, if you enter the row at the wrong end and you think it's number one, but it's number 20. Right. Uh, or kicking people off. Oh, sorry. These are your seats. Let me, you know, my seats are actually moved down here, but I just want to be spaced out. Um, but like you said, with that, I think it'll be easier for them to do the social distancing um, on it. And they're big seats. So I think you really only would have to do one seat in between. Um the big Each seats, person. I think. Yeah, I think the big ones are about one. I would assume the smaller ones, because Turlock, I don't know if you know this, the Regal and Turlock does reserve seating now too. So oh, really? they they have the same seats, but they I'm, I have a feeling they're gonna they were gonna probably redo them, but I don't know now. But yeah. I think with the smaller seats, that means they would probably have to do it like a checkerboard almost, where you have the two yeah. seats here, two seats there, and kind yeah. of stuff like that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Because what happens exactly. if you're a couple? Then all of a sudden you yep. book your seat and they have to change the – I mean, that's going to be tough. No, it, it, exactly. And like you were saying, now you're going to be, let's just say, 50% capacity at each theater. Mm -hmm. Well, are you going to have, say, it's a, a big premiere of a movie where you have it in like two or three theaters. Now, right. does that mean you're going to have it in four or five theaters so you could still get the butts in the seat? 
I mean, or, te- technically, they might not have they might they might not have that many movies coming out. So they might have the ability to have if you have ten screens, you could probably yep. show three movies on those ten screens. No, exactly, and you know, you may take in, and I don't know the technology if you could do it or how the screen works, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of them will have your normal one. Then you have the IMAX and D box and all these different type of, you know, theater setups. Um, are you going to say, Hey, you know what? Nobody bought D box tickets or is buying D box tickets. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put that as a, a regular movie theater, movie screen. Yeah. Um, and those, and those you D box bet- are not worth it. And charge and you know charge the normal price and not the whatever it is for um, a D box or you know 3D or in, any of those um, and put it just you know maybe normal and IMAX format just to get the butts in the seat and like you said with not that many uh, movies coming out or coming out early who knows maybe all of a sudden when these movies start coming out it's like oh man there's a lot of people going to theaters. They may move up release dates or, you know, fill in blocks with something. Oh, this is going to be released two months later. Well, we're ready to release it now because it's just been sitting on the shelf. Move it up so we, uh, you know, get those benefits since there's nothing else coming out. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But, I mean, as far as me going to the movie theaters, um, unless the movie really you know tickles my fancy i doubt it um shoot i think the last movie i went to was either straight out of compton or the star wars before rise of the reasons i mean before um rise of skywalker that's Um, a while ago yeah because i wanted to go see rise of skywalker and by the time it was hey let's let's do it Mm -hmm. and might as well wait a month and I could watch right. it. Watch on TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Watch theater. And then I just waited another month and it came out on Disney plus. I'm trying to um, think, I think the last movie I watched in the theater, it was, I think I was rise of Skywalker. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm optimistic that the theaters are going to try and get it right. Um, I know they don't want to risk, you know, not getting it right. I know a lot of the casinos are not getting it right right now, and they're uh, letting people basically do whatever they want. And I've heard that they're not regulating anything, and everything's just uh, crazy. So, I mean, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, Make sure, like I said, to check out all of our social media platforms. Go to Facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, and FOMO podcast on Instagram. For the FOMO cast, I am Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time.